The power of a podcast extends well beyond plugging in the mic. So if you're ready to learn how it can help you build a big business, then I'm your best friend. Hi, I'm Joanne Bolt, and I am obsessed with all things podcasting and creating an unapologetically big revenue business with it. From podcast guesting to podcast hosting and everything in between, we're going to dive into it all and show you step by awesome step how using a podcast can and will grow your business. So grab a glass of wine and pop your headphones on because girlfriend, happy hour has begun here on The Beat Word. Hey, B-Word listeners, welcome back. I am going to introduce you today to one of the most amazing people that has entered into my life as of recently. Sucks for her. She can't exit my life now because I am glued in pretty damn tight. So my fellow podcasting obsessed friend, Jess Bergio, take it away, girlfriend. Take it away. Mm, so excited to be here. I was like amped this morning. I've had a lot of coffee. I got my workout in and dropped the kid off at camp. And I'm like, I can't wait to podcast today with her because it's <laughs> it's really like so fun to podcast with a podcaster. I'm not going to lie because the flow is there. We've already like done fucked up several hundred other episodes before here. And so now we get to actually get to pour value into your community, into mine around podcasting and why we love it and all the things. So yeah, former entrepreneur in the beauty industry, 22 years behind the chair, salon owner, really great, awesome career, loved it. And I walked away from that industry thinking what's next for me. And I fell into the lap of a mastermind called Fast Foundations. Love the shit out of Chris and Lori Harder. They are the mentors that kind of paved the way for me to see what was possible in the online space. So with with that, after learning all the things, getting firehosed, all this online information, I was like, well, shit, now what do I do with this? So I played around with different ideas around coaching back into the industry that grew me and kind of pouring back into that community. I built networking groups for hairdressers. And then, you know, the big C word came through and kind of, you know, effed up everyone's business. And it really made me relook at how I was showing up and how I was able to serve people And the one-to-one service was always what lit me up, being in person with people, touching people, giving them a tangible takeaway. They pay me for a service, they get a beautiful hair service, right? It was something I could see, I could feel, I knew I was good at it. And there's nothing like feeling like you're good at something, right? Right. It helps you build that confidence. You can see, I knew when I wasn't good and I knew what it was going to take to get good. So here I am in a brand new kind of phase of my life trying to figure out what this online space was going to look like for me. And when the salons were closed during that time, I was out of my two main excuses in life, which were, I don't have the time and I don't have the money to start this podcast. I'd had a mic. It's behind me in this photo. If you get to watch this video live for two years, watching other people start their podcast. But I was overwhelmed with the tech. I was overwhelmed with different things when it came to it. I thought to myself, like most people, when they want to start a podcast, how will I ever create enough content to have a podcast? Yeah, it's one. Or is the technology too overwhelming? Correct. All the things. I mean, all the normal feelings that people get, right? But how many of us sit around with our girlfriends, have awesome, epic conversations and think, man, this would have made a really good podcast all the time. You have a business bestie where you guys have hour long conversations on your walks talking about epic shit that somebody else could have got a lot of value of just listening to that ideation process, your just just your process on how you think, right? Maybe your framework. And it, it got me thinking, okay, well, you're out of time. You're out of excuses and you've got a little bit of pocket change. Why don't you start your podcast finally? So that's what I did with no clear direction, no real vision. Now, I'm not saying that's what I suggest most people do, but it was for me at that time, my pain point was strong enough with my salon being closed 
not knowing where my next dollar was going to come from, that allowed for me to say, fuck it. I don't care. Maybe I'll change the name down the road. Maybe I'll change who I'm talking to down the road. But for now, my industry is upset, sad, frustrated, mad, and scared. And I want to create a platform where I can give a voice to it. So, you know, during that time, I snuck all my hairdresser friends locally in San Diego, whoever would come see me. We, we recorded every episode live and in person with my friend, new, new hair client friend who was a videographer. Side note, just because someone knows video doesn't mean they know audio. <clears throat> yeah. Lessons learned out the wazoo. But I tell you all this because I recorded my first like 25 episodes before I even launched my podcast. Because again, I just didn't know what I was going to do with it. But I knew I needed to document and record this content in real time so that if and when I wanted to start a podcast, I had it. And that's what we did. We launched with like, I don't know, the first seven to 10 episodes and quickly, you know, I had 25 weeks worth of podcasts recorded and it evolved. It evolved as we opened up and my life became back to normal. And I really started to see the impact that these episodes were having. And the conversations really led me down the path of discovering. I loved to know, how did you go from there to there? Right. Because in 22 years, I saw a lot of my peers go from brand new to really successful. And I was like, but what did you do? What was the mindset? What are your habits? What were the boundaries? And I'm like, oh, I really love asking questions, which when I was a kid was you're nosy, you're too this, you're that. Right. And so all of these skill sets that I had developed, unbeknownst to me, right, good commun- communication skills, the ability to ask like the next right question or tough questions or questions that other people might want to know the answers to became the catalyst for me recognizing like I could be really good at podcasting. After we'd get done with an interview, my guests would say, you're really good at this. And I'm like, I'm really good at being nosy. I know. Isn't it freaking awesome? <laughs> so I took that and I ran with it and I was like, could podcasting be like an actual job? I don't know. Hairdressing wasn't considered a real job back in, you know, 1999 when I told my mom that's what I wanted to do. And I I I played around in that space in the beauty industry and I I poured into that community for as long as I could until after a couple more years inside that mastermind now as a coach inside the mastermind, I realized I really love working with early stage entrepreneurs to help grow and expand their business, develop their personal brand help them really find their voice. Because a lot of people were like me, where they were in this transition phase, wanting to try something new, but not really knowing like, what is my zone of genius? What are the things that people like know me for or come to me for? Like that discovery process is fun, but it's equally as fucking frustrating as, you know, someone who went to beauty school to know they're going to go do hair, right? When you step into the online space, it's almost like the world is your oyster. You can do whatever you want, which for people who are highly ambitious, or high achievers, that sometimes is a mind fuck because you're like, I could be good at this. I could be good at that. I could be good at this. So you sometimes stay in a place where you're not taking any action or you try something on for like a second. Like many people start a podcast. If you look at the ratio, what is it? Oh. Most people don't get past how many episodes? Ten. Ten. Ten, Ten. episodes. Where are you at with yours? A hundred and twenty. hundred and twenty. Yeah. Okay, I just hit 208. So yeah. and there are people that are in our world that are hitting five, six, seven hundred, over a thousand episodes. And the reason why they're seeing success in their life and their business is because they're being consistent. Now, they talk about stuff that varies on the show, but they are building connection with their community. They're growing an audience who is becoming a community and they're allowing themselves to discover who they are, who they want to serve in creating value-driven content. Some days it looks like a hodgepodge of like you're talking about your kids and you're, you know, you're laughing at silly things. But overall, I realized I love talking about early stage entrepreneurship, ways that people can get out of their own way. And it helped me to start to create like my brand pillars. 
So I didn't wait to have it all figured out before I started the podcast. I didn't wait to have a vision for my personal brand, my brand pillars, my niche, my client avatar, and then start. I figured all that out as I was podcasting because when I'd start to come up against resistance around like who I wanted to have as a guest or the things I wanted to talk about, I was like, don't fight it. If you don't want to talk about that, don't talk about it. What do you want to talk about? And so that's where the name change came from, because originally my podcast was called Beauty Inspires Beauty. And back in January, we're now in the middle of 2023, the same year, I was like, this feels out of alignment. I need something that is more expansive, that allows more people to be included, because I was getting people coming to me saying, I love your podcast, but it seems like it's just for hairdressers. I love your podcast, but I seem like it's just like a business podcast for hairdressers. And I was like, shoot, I, I'm I'm so glad that I've kind of figured out the niche, but then also I, I want to include more people while also including my community that I, I was so tight with for all those years. And so we flipped it. It's called Unscripted, which for me feels very free. Like I could talk about whatever I want off the cuff, unscripted, right? So that's like the long story long of how I went from being in the beauty industry, having COVID be such a blessing for me to figure out, you know, now is maybe the time for you to move on and step fully into having my own podcast and now creating a podcast agency where I am also so ultra passionate, like I said, about helping other people like you are, figure out how to use podcasting for their business. Or like I tell people, if you don't have a clear vision, let podcasting be a creative outlet for you to explore what's next. I I love the, the I mean, so many things about this, but one of the things is you're so open about you started a podcast for the beauty industry and 200 episodes later, really, you barely ever mentioned that you're here for entrepreneurs. Like I started mine for the real estate industry, which is what I was coming out of. And you'll hardly ever find that in my podcast now. And when you are a podcaster or a content creator or anything like that, like that shifting of your industry is a mindfuck. And it scares you to death because you're like, what if that community won't come with me? You know, and I know I had to find out along the way, like, it's okay, I'll build a new community. Some of those people are coming with me and some of them aren't meant to be. What was your experience with that? Very similar. And I think I still have that rooted community of hairdressers who still ingest my stuff, still download the podcast episodes, still will mention things online. But I think it was pretty clear because I think I did a great job documenting my process of moving out of the industry individually mm-hmm. um, through on social media. So it's not a surprise to people who follow me on social. And I think it's why my my Instagram grew so much because I started to really document the process of moving away from the industry, stepping into podcasting, sharing my wins, talking about things that were personal, but then also, you know, I keep some stuff private. I'm I'm a huge proponent of if you don't want to share it, don't share it. Share the things that get you excited to talk about. Don't share the things that you're like, oh my God, it took me 30 minutes to muster up the courage to share this on social media. That's maybe not what you should be sharing on a podcast or on your Instagram. So I think through documenting all of it, I still get a lot of people that follow me every day, new people that are in the beauty industry because maybe they're like me and they're curious about what else is out there for them. Yeah, that was kind of my attitude about the real estate piece of it was, you know, I'm still speaking to agents as part of that transition out because maybe a lot of them were like me. They were just tired of the market. They were tired of the industry. They just wanted something else. So you just feel that tug in your heart that like there's there's something else for me. Maybe I don't really know what it is and I'm going to play around with it for a while. And I and I'm sure you would agree. 
one of the things I love about podcasting, especially if you're in that time of transition, bring a bunch of people on to interview for your podcast and you might start to uncover what you actually want to be doing by talking to so many different people. It's like therapy. It is like therapy (laughs) for everybody involved, for you, generally for the guest as well, because they get to share their thoughts, their feelings in real time, right? And your listener. And it's it's one of those things that I love because like I said in the beginning, I love that one-to-one connection piece. And you know, when you're listening to a podcast, it's just you and the guest or the listener or whoever's the podcast person. You're on your walk. Like this morning, it was just me and Chris Harder. And then it was me and Regina Lawrence. And then it was me and Jim Carter learning about AI. And you're in that flow state. So I'm like thinking and my brains, the juices are going. And like, it's such a beautiful share all around for everybody, I think, involved. Even more more so for the listener, because you get to go figure out what it is you need that day. And I I just did a story this morning about, you know, I'm loving these shorter episodes of the quick wins where you can learn something, move on, learn something, move on. Because it's like, I listened to three good podcasts today on my walk. But also, I think it's an opportunity to really learn about somebody. Like, do you resonate with them? And it's an opportunity for the the podcaster to let you in on their world. And if they're for you, awesome. And there's different seasons you'll go through in your life and business where yep. you'll listen to one podcast only for like a couple months, a couple years, and then you'll discover someone new probably through their podcast that maybe they had on as a guest or an interview. And then you become obsessed with that person. One of my girlfriends sent me uh, Mel Robbins, um, you know, a long time ago, and that changed the game for me. Another person uh, shared a Molly Fletcher episode with me, and I love the way that she interviews. So not only do I love her podcast, but then I started to study how she interviews her guests. And I fell in love with like her setup and her framework of how she asks questions. And it's really cool as a podcaster to go and learn from so many people who are doing it in real time. Yeah. And let's go back to that shorter episode piece of it. I've noticed a, a trend in the industry that I am loving, which is the shorter episodes. Now, I've always done short episodes. I fully believe people have the attention span of a nap. I know I do. And so I produce content in the way that I consume content, which is short, quick, to the point, move on to the next one. But when I started doing those shorter episodes, like that really, most people were doing 45 minute to an hour long. And I was like, oh my God, no matter how good this is, I've tuned out. This is like being in school again. And I'm seeing a lot of the big podcasters start to shorten their material and go to those little snippets but maybe produce more than one a week. You know, like maybe they're doing more episodes, but shorter. I love this trend. Me too. Are you seeing that too? Definitely. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's what people want is they want just that little pick me up every day. They want to learn one or two things. They want something maybe they can take and implement right away within like real time because I left, I left another story this morning on my page. If you, if you get a chance to go, it's probably won't air today, but around integration and implementation. If you are just ingesting things, if you're just listening to podcasts, reading books, you know, maybe even going to masterminds, going to classes, courses, workshops, and you're not allowing yourself to integrate and implement that information, it can cause this level of anxiety and frustration that you never even knew existed. Because now you know. Now you know better. Now you've learned something, but you're not taking action on it. And that piece of using something as an excuse, like, well, I don't know how to do that. So therefore, like, it's kind of not my problem. It becomes your problem. And if you're someone like me or Joanne, like you are ambitious and you are probably a high achiever and you're like that frustration of not letting yourself implement things can really take you out. So when you learn little tips and tricks, take a moment, take some notes and then figure out when in your week or your month can you go and start to implement these things. 
I love those short little things that I can immediately tactically put into my business. Yep. Especially if it's something that's like, wait a minute, I'm already doing that. But she just gave me one more tip that's going to make it even better. I'm, I am the person who literally is like, well, let me just stop what I'm doing, hit pause and go implement right now because I'll forget about it by tomorrow if I don't. Yeah. Well, that's why you've had such success like you've had with starting all this stuff online because I see you take action like immediately. And that's that's something that I, I think, you know, if you're naturally a procrastinator, you might be the world's most like proficient procrastinator. Like I will procrastinate the fuck out of things. My house will be spotless. The car will be clean. Drawers will be organized. So much laundry done. The one email I was supposed to send today won't get done, right? Which would have taken me 15 minutes versus the five hours I spend doing all the other things. I know. I know I'm not alone because I have been, I'm new in a lot of things right now. And I'm still in the new phase of like, I don't like to feel like a beginner, but the quickest way to not feel like a beginner is to take action. Yeah. So for and for me, a lot of times I can tell if what I'm doing that day, I'm not in alignment with by how much procrastination occurs. You know, so if I'm going to sit down and do a solo episode and my heart's not in it, but I don't realize my heart's not in that one. and I need to just pivot and write a different one and do a different one. I can tell legitimately because I'm like you, I'll get up, I'll clean the house, I'll do the laundry. Hell, I'll clean out my refrigerator. Anything else takes priority, but doing what I needed to do for the day. And I had figured out over time that for me, that is my telltale sign of whatever was on your plate. You're not in alignment with. Get it right. Totally. Wrap it. Start over. Yes. And and listen to we all have that intuitive pings and hits. And, you know, as women, we have that, you know, cycle that allows for us to either be on or off. And like when you start to pay attention to the way you work and the way you need to do things as an online business person now who has the freedom to work from home, it's very different than when I had back to back appointments at the salon. There was no time to procrastinate because the oh, next no. client was coming in. Go. I would just go. And so, you know, I'm someone who I'm like, just put me on the red treadmill. My legs are already spinning. I just need to know which direction to go. And that's why it's so great to tune into podcasts that give you quick hits of like what you can take action on. Um, So I wonder, can we share with people maybe today ways that they can take action on either starting a podcast or if you've started a podcast, taking more action on creating content that's of value so people want to share your shit and talk about your stuff and absolutely yeah so your zone of genius is that get you going and mine is the pick you up from once you started going so why don't you share the how to start and let me kick in with and what then what to do i love that yeah and like i shared with my story if that doesn't you know resonate with you and motivate you i don't know what will some of you have very clear direction on what you're doing with your business and that's fabulous and great But I still have found that a lot of people doing business want to have a podcast that's separate from their business. So whether it's like a personal brand type of a podcast or whether it is something to feed into your business, remember, your podcast represents you as a personal brand. It is who you are. It's what you talk about. It's what resonates with you. So no matter what direction you ever go with your business, know that your podcast can really help connect your voice to your personal brand. And through podcasting, I've found my voice. I've found what I stand for, what lights me up, what I'm passionate about. You can hear that in my tone and my delivery of like what I talk about now. It wasn't like that always in the beginning. So if there's anything holding you back from wanting to start, take take my belief in telling you that if you just get started talking and sharing things that matter to you, it doesn't have to do with anything that you're going to create in the future. Just stick to who you are and try to really unpeel what that authenticity piece is for you. Because if you try to show up and podcast like somebody else, if you try to create content like somebody else, you're going to hit a wall, which sounds like the average is around 10 episodes. 
and you're not going to want to do it anymore because you're finding that you you can't be like somebody else. It doesn't feel real and authentic. And that resistance starts to really show its ugly head. And so for me, that's that happened at around episode 40 for me when I realized I was trying to do it too much like other people or I was trying to like fit in this box that I thought had to be feminine because it was called Beauty Inspires Beauty. Once I talked to my brother who was like, what would make this feel more like you? I'm like, well, I love to cuss and I want to talk about things off the cuff and I want to get on with no makeup and record episodes right after I get off the treadmill. And he's like, do it. Do it. And so that's what I started to do. And it was so much more fun and it felt so much more authentic. And I stopped writing scripted questions for my guests. I would only have people on that I like genuinely wanted to pick their brain or talk to them about. And the power of proximity to people that you would never otherwise have an opportunity to share 15 minutes, let alone an hour sometimes with, is next level. You will not have this opportunity doing anything else. I promise you that. You will probably 99% of the time get a yes if you have a podcast for a guest versus asking if you can have coffee with them or get together and chat or pick their brain or even do an IG live with them. You are creating a platform for other people to come on and share their zone of genius. It is then your opportunity to then parlay that into helping you look like the facilitator of expertise. And there's ways we can teach you to utilize that and not just have guests come on and sell their shit, right? Because at the end of the day, this is your show and it's meant to help you grow a community. So getting really clear on what you're going to do with your show is kind of like where I fall in there. And with the agency, we've created an onboarding package where if you have just been thinking about starting a package, you not only get my course, which is called Start Your Damn Podcast course, where you can go through and learn everything you need to know all on your own, because in the future, you need to know what to hire for, how to hire for it, and in worst case scenario, what to do if you need to do your own podcast yourself, which with the producing and the editing and all of that. Creating the contents separate from that, getting on recording, there's various ways you can do that that are fairly easy. You can Google that shit. But Getting started with someone who's locking arms with you, like our agency, who helps you stay in momentum, get those first eight to 15 to 20 episodes out and running, will get you so much further faster. Because it's those people who stop at episode eight, nine, 10, who don't stay in momentum, who think, oh, I'm just going to take a couple months off, or oh, I'm just going to take a break, or oh, I'm just going to have seasons that never get the results that they really want. And so it's really about consistency and it's about knowing that you have people to lean on, whether it's accountability and strategy, which is what we provide in our client experience. That's why having this agency was so much more for me than just done for you services, right? But if you remember, I love tangible deliverables. So that's why for me, starting this agency felt so in alignment. Regular coaching for me felt great, but I couldn't really see you know, what I was giving them. And I'm a visual person. So knowing I can give people an edited, produced show with graphics and storytelling and the show notes and all the things that come with a really well put together podcast lit me the fuck up. And that's what's keeping me in momentum for my clients. But then also for myself, it's making me step my own podcast game up because I got to do what I'm telling people to do, right? Yeah. And then that second piece is I love being a hype girl. I love getting inside people's businesses and ideating and strategizing how they could utilize their show in order to grow whatever it is they're growing. So I get to do that piece selfishly and still be inside people's business doing the coaching piece I love whilst also giving them the tangibles. So the onboarding is what we love to do for people who are brand new to podcasting. But we're also here for a lot of women like Joanne, where she was doing everything herself, editing her own show notes, producing the show herself, posting it, graphics, all the things. And I'm like, this woman's zone of genius is creating content, not editing her own show notes, not going back and listening to her episode 26,000 times in order to pick out the perfect clip and get the perfect quote to post. I was like, 
<laughs> These are the women who see the value in hiring an agency, need that extra help, who don't want to do this shit by themselves anymore, who are like, yo, oh, you want to help me? Awesome. Let's go. And so for me, it was like I get the opportunity to work with women like Joanne and other people who are killing it in the podcast game and then who who are stuck in the I'm too scared. I don't know how to do tech. I don't know where to start. I love helping people get out of the fucking their own way and take action and get going. So that's the piece I love doing. And Joanne is someone who I've watched just create this community for people who take their show. I'll let you take it obviously away and, and explain what you're you I love hearing it from your from it's your genius. Yeah. She created a community for us to be in collaboration with one another because the quickest way to grow your show is to collaborate with other people who have shows, right? Because they probably have your like audience. So if I'm on my podcast talking about how awesome my friend Joanne's podcast, the B Word podcast is, what's the likeliness that after you listen to my show, you're going to go listen to her show? Pretty damn likely. Pretty damn because like likely. Early, pre- like earlier, we talked about ways that you learn about other awesome people is usually through a podcast, whether them having a guest on or mentioning someone's name or talking about a book. You know, you become the person they go to for reference, right? Like I was the go-to person in the salon for like, what's trending? My clients would come in and be like, oh, what are you wearing? What jewelry are you wearing? How are you wearing your hair? Oh, you have a short haircut? Okay, I'll cut my hair short. Like the power of influence is so real. And so podcasting can be that for you. So if you love to, you know, be up to date on things and share really cool shit, like being in community and getting to do that with other women who are running with you, it's like locking arms with, you know, basically a mastermind community of podcasters And again, when you do things alone, you can go pretty far. But if you do things together, you can go fast and really far. So I think, you know, getting in communities that support that is huge. And we see that happening now with really big podcasters getting in to podcast networks and it really amplifying their voice. And they are now, you know, I mean, they've just exploded. And I think here's one of the big things for me with the, the podcast, her community you know, you can go and you can put a Facebook thing out and says, hey, I need some people on my podcast because I'm looking for a guest. Or you can be in a community where you're already chatting back and forth with people every single day. You've already heard their vibe. You've gotten to know them a little bit through the social media network. Now you're not pulling anyone onto your podcast as a guest. You're pulling the right someone onto the podcast as a guest. And When your podcast goes from baby status, I'll interview anyone or talk about anything to dialed in and I've got the right people with the right energy and the right vibe and all the things like I think that's really too when you explode your audience because they can tell the difference. 100%. And I think not to intimidate anybody if you are starting a podcast thinking, well, I don't have access to people like that yet. And, you know, I don't I don't know what does something like this look like investment wise. Work through your warm audience first. Work through your friends first with interviews. Work through that awkward phase of starting because that's a you'll wonderful get better as an interviewer too. Like you'll start to perfect your craft as you begin to almost practice with your friends and family. Yes, and I think when things are easy, we do them. So go through the easy roster of people you know, like and trust already, who don't mind you picking their brain. They can add a little value to your show. You can be entertaining, educational, funny, whatever it is that you like fall into and go from there. But you'll hit a certain place where recently I've actually like um, unbooked several guests over the last couple of weeks because I looked at where I want to go with my show and my content and decided that they weren't a right fit right now. And Mm. just because they were high level in their own right and in their own world, like no whatever to what they do. 
it just wasn't the content I was interested in talking about on my show. And so I think getting to a place where you're discerning enough to know where clarity and direction come in, it's awesome. It's great. It's taken me a couple of years. And it's so freeing. It is. It I is. Think also, because I've gotten there recently myself as well. And for me, it actually makes the content creation easier. You know, because when you're listening back to an episode, no matter how much you loved that person, if you're like, mm, but I'm really having a hard time connecting the dots and landing the plane on what we talked about and what my audience really is, you're not in alignment and all the content creation, the emails, the social media, the clips, everything actually becomes a chore and harder versus when you're discerning about who you're bringing on because they fit your vibe and your audience's vibe, not necessarily because of who they are. They can be the biggest name out there. You know, like I love listening to Jay Shetty. I'm not going to bring Jay Shetty onto my podcast. Why? What he does doesn't actually fit my audience. But I would pull someone else on who's a smaller person, smaller name person who does fit my podcast audience. And I guarantee that episode would have just as much success. Yeah. And yours do. I mean, you have epic people on. Every time I listen to your show, I learn something new and I get connected to a new person who you've gone out and vetted um, because you are a master researcher and, and connector. Like you find people who can really deliver value on your show. And that's why your show is doing so well. You. Um, you're welcome. And I and I, I look forward to your episodes because you're like me. We talk a little bit quicker. We get to the fucking point. We can laugh here or there, but I'm like, teach me something. Talk to me about something relevant that I yeah, can like in my life. Don't just make this me listening to like this is not NPR and it is not, you know, Real Housewives of Forsyth County. Like, tell me something that's useful. I think we really could have a good Housewives one, though. I think it could just be straight fire. Like if we were going to need two glasses of wine in and we'll just be talking about nonsense. Yeah. Real moms on fire. Yeah. That <laughs> shit happens every damn day. <laughs> oh, the bloopers we could probably do. <laughs> we should just print out our text messages sometimes and be like, enjoy. Yeah, and you're welcome. Yeah, you're you welcome. won't read while driving because you will drive off the road. If you have questions and you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, gosh, I really do want to start a podcast. I really do want to be in community. That sounds awesome because, you know, sometimes if you're an entrepreneur, you can feel like there's pockets of loneliness where you're doing things all by yourself. And in the beginning stages, you kind of usually are unless you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, which is what I had to do in the beginning in order to get my podcast and my coaching mm -hmm. business up and running. And I, I think there's no shame in that. I got to talk about that yesterday on a podcast around burning the boats and having to go all in on something like podcasting can be the thing you do in the pockets of your time at a very low cost to start to create content of value, which is what we know, like we see out there in the world. We need that video content. We want to hear that that copy. It, you can easily take everything and transcribe it into a wonderful SEO optimized blog post. And if you are someone who is curious and who is not afraid of trying new tools, the AI that's out there can help you do all this without anybody else's help. So just to give you that little freebie and that little takeaway and to not just sit here and tell you that you should just work with us and that we're the, the world's greatest, which we are. And it's of way course. more fun it's to work with people producing my podcast. Yes. But I do want to empower people that if they are in a place where they're like, I got this. I'm the type of um, maybe you're a Virgo and you're like, I can figure everything out. You're a manifesting generator. And you're like, no, bitches, I got this. I don't need anybody's help. Then you can. There is AI tools that can help you write show notes. There's AI tools that can help you script podcast episodes. Like you literally don't have any more excuses why you can't create epic content that serves and provides value like a podcast or like blog posts or really well thought out emails. 
it is all there for you now. And I love this because I was someone who loved excuses for the longest time. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I can't figure it out. I'm not a writer. I don't, I don't have enough help. All the things. Now, literally, no excuses. All right. I'm, I'm going to actually go in with one more thing that I know some of you guys are using as an excuse. Clue in. You don't have to be on YouTube. Oh. Actually, most of the big podcasts, if you actually, because as Jess said, I do a lot of research. If you're watching the big boys, the, the podcasts that are getting a million plus downloads per episode, people, they have all moved on to YouTube, but it's audiograms. They're not with their face on their podcast on YouTube. And so if that is the fear, I don't want to be on video. I just like my voice. If that's the fear for you on a podcast, have no fear, my friends, because the reality is YouTube actually just wants your vocals as their podcast. They actually don't care if you have an actual video. You can still grow. Perfect. Because that stopped me for a long time. I was like, oh, I don't like my lighting. I don't like my hair. I don't uh, you know. Okay. Hey, you don't need to show up looking good anyway. Thank you for our, the new world that we live in. I do love it. But B, you really, if video is the thing that is stopping you, don't worry about it because YouTube actually doesn't even want it. Yeah. And honestly, like with the way I, I'm not, you know, advocating for filters and all the fake shit that Instagram provides us. But honestly, if you don't have makeup on and you just swipe into one of those filters, you're, you're good to go. Zoom has it too. I use it and it's, it's a soft HD softening filter. It does wonders. And so does a simple $10 ring light from Amazon. Honestly, it doesn't take much. And nobody relates to perfect. Nobody really nobody relates. Cares. To, no, nobody. Re- they don't relate to it. It's not so much. No, they don't even care. You become more human when you show up a little sweaty from working out and your shirt isn't perfect. Or maybe, you know, you're, <laughs> hell, half the time I'm drinking a Chick-fil-A Coke while I'm recording. Like, that's more human. Well, and I'll tell another story before we probably put a bow on this for everybody is I have a girlfriend. She's in the fitness industry. She's been in Mrs. Olympia. She's like, she is one of a kind. She was my trainer for years. We're good friends. And she kept wanting to, quote unquote, pick my brain about podcasting. She even so much had me drive all the way up to her house, which is 45 minutes away, to mess around with her mic because she's like, I don't know how to set the mic up. I don't know how to do this. And I was like, fine, I'll come up and help you. I'm not a tech genius either. I fucking plug the mic in. If it works some days, it does. If it doesn't. She had so much resistance around it being perfect because she is a perfectionist. That's why she was able to compete at that level, right? But we started talking about what it is that she loves to do. She has a community. She has an app that she built for her fitness stuff. She does these morning mantras that get put into her community online for this app. She does the the mantras on her Instagram, all the things. And she's like, I have so many of them. She'd written a book, a 52 mantra page book. Like, I'm like, you need to just do your mantras. Do a daily mantra. She goes, I know, but it, it, it comes to me when I'm in the car right after I've gone for my swim from the pool and I look like trash panda. And I said, nobody gives a fuck what you look like. You're already showing up on Instagram like that. And she just, the word podcast was actually intimidating to her. So we called it a mantra cast. We renamed it. So we gave her a Beyonce name. We gave her a Sasha Fierce, right? So it's not a podcast. It's a mantra cast. And I said, just do audio until you get comfortable. I said, make them two to five minutes like your mantras and post them daily. And she was like, I can do that. I'm like, yes, it's a podcast. You can do whatever you want. That's the coolest thing about it. And you own it. Unlike that story you posted on Instagram that could disappear tomorrow or like your app community that only gets to see it if they tune into your app. These podcasts can live forever. You own your RSS feed. So even if, God forbid, Apple quit doing podcasts, your podcast doesn't go away. It goes to all the other feeds. And you're right. Like, what if Instagram 
locks you out tomorrow because someone hacked into you. It's gone. It's gone. She took action and now she's thriving and she's obsessed with podcasting. Now she's doing guests and it it just took her getting out of her own way. She had that one limiting belief around the video and around how she thought it was supposed to be done. What, based on how maybe other people were doing it? That's not who she is. She doesn't wear makeup. She doesn't do her hair naturally. Like she is a gym rat and she, you know, swims in the pool every day. Like you're not looking full glam. And I said, do it your own way, girl, because if you if you try to do like somebody else, you won't make it past episode 10. You know, and I'll I'll add this one on to really fast. One of my really good podcast friends, Crystal, Crystal has two podcasts. And so one of them she produces two times a week. It is full video. It is 20, 30 minutes. It is magnificent, yada, yada, yada. Then there's the everyday podcast, and she calls it the potty report. And it is literally like three to five minutes. She records it in the morning when she wakes up. Half the time you can hear the chickens crowing in the background because she's in Texas. I mean, she doesn't even put an intro or an outro on it. It She just picks a mic up, records, and then sends it to Buzzsprout so that it uploads. What she's discovered in the past year of doing both podcasts, because she had the the long one for like three years. She just started in the last year, the short form one. Well, guess which one actually gets more downloads? The very unedited, undone podcast. Why? Because she shows up in a different way and it's really feeding into that audience. I love that. And it supports what we said earlier around that shorter episode. Like, People can go and get that one quick hit. Yep. If, if they didn't get any value out of it, what didn't cost them but three, five minutes of their day. Right. Maybe maybe in that episode, they're like, oh, my God, my friend needs to hear this. And they send it to them. And like start over. Yeah. Yes. It's wonderful. So, like, take what you can from this. And every time you listen to a podcast, like, as the listener right now, you be discerning. What What is it that you need? Like, take what you need out of each episode. And listen to episodes sometimes at 1.25. We talk about this all the time, too. If you want to get through it quicker, I find that that helps me. I think Joanna and I talk fast enough. There's probably no way you could listen to this at 1.25. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. Uh, They probably think we're drunk. Did you ever hear that story of Chris and Lori talking about someone who was pissed off at them because they they thought that they had recorded the episode drunk? No. So the lady... But that's hysterical, and we should probably record a few that way. She was listening to it at the slow speed and they always talk about they they said in the episode that they had just gotten back from dinner. And so the woman wrote them and said, I'm really disappointed in you guys because you guys were really drunk on that episode and it was like borderline embarrassing to listen to you. And they were like, oh, my, like, what? They're like, we've never. And so she figured out she wrote them back later and she was like, I'm so sorry I was listening to you guys at slow speed and you sounded like this you can't get your words out oh my god (laughs) well at least she admitted it to him so there's that there's that i mean there's a funny there's funny shit to be discovered and had in when you start a podcast i'm I'm promising both of us can vouch for this the opportunities that will fall into your fucking lap are next level yeah i've gotten to talk to people behind the microphone that i probably really shouldn't be talking to quite frankly like they're not I'm so not at their level. Like, I'm just going to leave it. Leave it there. All right, guys. We try to keep these things short, sweet, to the point. But when Jess and I get together, well, magic happens and I can't. So, Jess, how do they reach you? Or you guys can always DM me because, hell, she's my podcast manager. But I'll I'll let you give it. Well, I love to hang out on Instagram. I love a good voice note. So please don't hesitate to leave me a voice note telling me who you are, what you took away from this episode. I'm at Jessica Bergio on Instagram. If you're interested in podcast management or what we're all about, it's at Media Unscripted. And then I too have a podcast that I love doing and we drop episodes twice a week now. 
um, called Unscripted, the podcast. And that is also on Instagram, but I'm sure these will be in your show notes because I will make sure they are. Damn straight. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, build your business big, put a mic on it, and we'll see you same time, same place next week. The power of a podcast extends well beyond plugging in the mic. So if you're ready to learn how it can help you build a big business, then I'm your best friend. Hi, I'm Joanne Bolt, and I am obsessed with all things podcasting and creating an unapologetically big revenue business with it. From podcast guesting to podcast hosting and everything in between, we're going to dive into it all and show you step by awesome step how using a podcast can and will grow your business. So grab a glass of wine and pop your headphones on because girlfriend, happy hour has begun here on The Beat Word.